0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of Gaming Fix on this uh, March morning or afternoon or evening, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, Joining me this week, uh, I've got Alex and Sam. Hi. Hello. Yeah. That's my style. I'm (laughs) not going to pause and let every person introduce themselves, and we're not doing any stupid bits. Uh, (laughs) No no
1: humor allowed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mostly because I can
0: never come up with anything as quickly I don't know if Andre workshops those for like a time before his before the episode or if he just comes up with them on the spot but I think, am not uh, I
1: think it's actually what he does at his workplace he does not, uh, he doesn't do actual that, work
0: he comes, just comes up with up. your girl's favorite blah 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 blah. correct <laughs> that's all he does all day Yes. Um, yeah. I'm not quick enough to come up with that stuff uh, off the dome so uh, I have to sit and workshop all of my jokes it's a blessing and a curse. Um,
1: <laughs> You'd be a great stand-up comedian
0: then. Oh God, I don't ever want to do that. Um, I just started comedy for four years. <laughs> your stand-up comedy was pro- is probably I probably would have liked it more than most professional comedians. <laughs> but I really don't like stand-up comedy usually.
1: If oh my, if you were doing stand-up comedy now, it would just be about Trails of Cold Steel and Destiny too.
0: Uh, no, again, I... <laughs> I would take that over most stand-up comedy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and The Division.
0: Oh, It should play more Division. <laughs> you could not. It's not very good.
1: <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like that DLC is real weird.
0: <laughs> the problem with that game is that it should be great. It's so close to being very good. But as you play through it, there's like four guns. And then you get the same gun over and over and over again. And it sucks because it's like, well, I've been using this LMG for four hours because I got a new one, but it was just the same one I had before. It just now does plus one damage. And that's the part about it that I hate. Destiny 2, at least you're like, oh, now I'm using a fusion rifle for a while. Now I got a good auto rifle. Now I got a good hand cannon. It's like changing between things.
1: The words Destiny 2 were uttered within the first like five minutes.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I haven't played Destiny 2 in like (laughs) four months. But we can still talk
2: about it. You brought it up, Alex. I just want you all to know that's true.
1: No, I brought that up the happen. division. Oh wait, I did no, bring up said. that to me with the stand-up comedy. You're right. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. Point taken.
0: Well, Sam. Uh, <laughs> speaking of games that. Um, only I play. And only I, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go with a nice way to segue. That wasn't <laughs> shitty because I have been playing Trails in the Sky on and off and it's really good. So I'm excited to play Cold Steel. But speaking do you want of, to tell us about
1: speaking of games tailored to Sam's interests?
0: Yes, yeah, so there you go. That's a great way to put it. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, the, the games you've been playing? Yes, I have been playing
2: Trails of Cold Steel 2. I'm 20 <laughs> hours in. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. Awesome. Uh, How did you get 20 hours in? Uh, I was 15 hours in last week. Oh, okay. Now I'm. Oh, I thought I'm, that I managed to play one, five though. hours over the week. Okay. No, I finished the first <laughs> one. Do you know? I actually don't remember when I finished it. It all blends together, I'm sure. Yeah, I think around the time I started my new job, I finished the, uh, okay, uh, I finished okay. the first one. I so thought I've that had, was i yeah, I basically, if if uh, everything goes to plan, I get three hours in the morning on Saturday and Sunday to play games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I only had like an hour this morning, but um, I still managed to get some progress done. Um, so, uh, the thing that I've currently noticed about Trails of Cold Steel 2 is that there are no new areas whatsoever. They're all just the previous areas. <laughs> but like <laughs> when I went back to I went to a town today, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I, I found I'm in this new town." And I was like, "Oh no, it's just the other one, but it's foggy." Um, so I don't know why it took like three years to come out, even in Japan, between one and two, because they're extremely like the same, uh, and there's not enough dialogue to warrant the
1: difference. That's interesting. It, um, so, is it kind of like how um, in Mass Effect One, Two, and Three—you always go back to the Citadel. Like it's always the Citadel, but it's slightly different. Or is it actually like literally the same geometry and map and everything?
2: So you don't currently—I haven't been back to the school yet. So your main home base in the first game is the school, Thor's Military Academy. Um, and in season in sorry in season in uh, Trails of Cold Steel Two, your main uh your main base is like a mountain town. Um where there's a hot springs. Uh and whenever you leave a building, it tells you where you're going to. And it's like when you leave the building in in your hometown, it's like the hot springs paradise, which is funny. Um there have yet to be any hot springs misadventures, but it's the anime, so it's probably gonna happen. Um Yeah, so yeah, you are set it's like the the town that I've just gone back to that was like it's the same town but foggy it is the same town but foggy like the, the, the geometry is exactly the same um, they have added new like shrines in every zone that I've been to so there's been like some updates and changes but like when I went back to the market town which is the first town you visit in Cold Steel 1 and it's also the first town you visit in Cold Steel 2 it's Exactly the same. Uh the same NPCs are walking around even. Um but it's very funny because in Cold Steel and, and the Trail series as a whole, one of the things they're big on is that NPCs have their own stories. So like every NPC is going somewhere, they're doing something, and if you talk to them the like what they say updates based on the story, and every single NPC has something interesting to say, it's not like Every single NPC is plot vital, but like there's in the first game in Keldic, you meet the old park ranger who's uh, drunk, living on the streets because the army have seized the park. Of course, and then in in the second one, when you meet him again, because you freed the park, you, you took you made the army leave the park alone last time. He's park ranger again, and when you need to get back into the park. You've spoken to him, and he's like, hey, I can help you get into the park. Um, it's really cool. Um, uh, and uh. even though the environments are the same, they are putting in a lot of new characters. Um, there's already loads of new people on the, on the playable roster, um, and it's like characters that were NPCs in the previous game are now playable in this one. Um, and it's all the characters that I thought were the coolest characters, so that's good. Um, it'd be like if in Final Fantasy X, Auron never joined your team, but then in Final Fantasy, like the next Final Fantasy game, Auron joined two. the team. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so, so
2: it'd be like if there was a canonical sequel to Ten. Uh, there was where you <laughs> where you played all the same characters, and then they just added in Auron. That's kind of what happened before.
1: So, uh, so would uh, you would you say this is more like Trails of Cold Steel one two or Trails of Cold Steel one point five so far?
2: Kind of, yeah. Um, there's hmm. loads of new mechanics and um, like they introduce loads of characters in uh, the first game, and they're like, oh, and these guys are all working together. They're all part of the same terrorist organization that was the antagonist in Trails in the Sky. Hmm. Um, and, like, there's multiple characters that they introduce to you in a way that I'm like, I'm supposed to know who this is. Look,
0: from Disguide, aren't I? <laughs> look did Fraser Crane's studio change from season one to do a Fraser? Did Tom's restaurant change from seasons one to two of Seinfeld? Did the apartments <laughs> no. change between seasons of Friends? No, it's fine. Doesn't matter if, <laughs> look, you're going to go to Central Perk through all those games and it's, it's, it's OK as long as the story is good.
1: Well, the Tardis is always the same. They put a lot of work the into the
0: story, definitely. Um, but yeah, they put a lot of work
2: into the story. Um, that's cool. I, I'll I'll check in again, like later in the game. Well, I'm sure you will. <laughs> in this, in the same way uh, that Fire Emblem has two acts, this is divided into two acts, and I don't know how that's going to work because currently I'm in the middle of a huge civil war, um, and. Uh, the next, I don't. I, I know that that is not ongoing in the third game because I've accidentally
0: read the back of the box for the third game and was like, "Oh, this is a huge spoiler!" Brilliant. Does it have um, anime cutscenes or are all the cutscenes in engine? They're all in engine. Yeah, okay. There's one. There's an anime intro uh,
2: when you boot the game, which is incredibly good for both. That's of them. good at least. Yeah, the first one might be the best one because it has like. It's all about trains. Because in the first one, you take the train oh, God. everywhere.
0: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> in the first one, you take the train to everywhere, everywhere because trains are like hot shit
0: in the you could have said, Like, you could have, it could have been about a million different things. And you went with one of my favorite obscure things for there to be an anime intro about. <laughs> yeah. And
2: like, you follow a train, like, into the capital city, uh, and then like the logo comes up. It's very cool. <laughs> that's really um, funny that that's what yeah. it
0: was. I played a train so, simulator for four hours two weekends ago.
2: <laughs> also, Pat, I just want you to know that when you take the train in Trails of Cold Steel, you play a card game with your teammates.
0: That's good. I do but, want to play it. Your
2: you can talk to them and then you can play cards. I don't
0: games. really need to be sold more on it. It's more just uh, <laughs> I'm kind of waiting to pick it up on sale on Steam. Um, mm. And I it was on sale on PSN and it was a pretty good deal, but I'm waiting for it to go on sale on PC because I really want to get it there uh, so that I can potentially use either GeForce Steam Now or GeForce Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be able to play it uh, in the future. From when I'm away from my desk, whether that's laying in bed or on a bus or something, so
1: yeah. Until Falcom um, until Falcon says no.
0: Eh. Uh, yeah, obviously the PlayStation <laughs> also has Remote Play, but um, yeah, but but something about I just for some reason I want that game in particular on PC. Uh, it also Talks might run on my one is
2: my, on GeForce now, but two and three aren't. Yeah,
1: interesting. Uh, yeah, so like i wasn't really familiar with this series beforehand. Is it really popular in the West or is it really popular in Japan and we just haven't heard much about it's, it over here or
2: and it's not popular over here really um there's I think that it's one of those series where when you're a fan, you are like very evangelical and into yeah,
0: it i haven't played nearly as much as you obviously but i've played a good chunk of um of trails in the sky now which is sort of the first uh actually first chronologically and first release in the legend of heroes this block of the legend of heroes series i'm actually not sure if there's legend, the there are series. other the trail series yeah there are other legend of heroes games um but yeah. trails in the sky is like for me i think it's it's super unique uh and i think cold steel i don't know how much of it what I've seen, the mechanics are similar, but I don't know if they're super, super close, but it's like, um, it, it's really unique because of the battle system feels like a kind of a, a hybrid between something like a final fantasy, uh, and a, um, fire emblem because you're still encountering enemies, but they're not random encounters. They're like, you see the enemies on the map, you encounter them, and then you have these tactical battles where you're Party's kind of moving around a smaller grid, so that's really cool. And then the biggest thing, though, is the writing is just like very, very, very good, and the localization is really, really excellent. And so I think that's really what does it for me. Um,
2: yeah. I wonder how long it's like a
0: visual novel with a JRPG hidden in it.
3: Yeah, I, 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 yeah a lot of JRPGs. It, can in can in the that sense way. that
0: every JRPG is yeah. like that <laughs> sort of, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, but the writing is definitely the thing that is. That is, uh, that's kind of captured me. Um, and you know, it's clear that they have a very competent grasp of, um, like it's clear that there's a story they want to tell and it's not just like, um, well, we're the girl. It's a school. Yeah. Like playing even, even only having gotten a few hours into um, Trails in the Sky, it's very clear that the arc of that game and the other Trails in the Sky games was already plotted, like the yeah. outline of how that story was going to go, because they're clearly setting things up that are not going to even be really talked about for a long time, but in a cool like, in a smart way, not in a frustrating way. Um, yeah. So it's it, it seems very intricate in terms of its storytelling without being overwhelming oh. or frustrating.
2: Yeah, Trails in the Sky takes place literally just before Cold Steel. Mm-hmm. And Cold Steel takes place at the exact same time as the Crossbell arc. Yep. Um the Crossbell arc, you play a like vigilante police unit almost that are like trying to increase the public perception of how cool it is to be a police person. Um which is super weird. Um but yeah, these games you can tell that they are talking about events from other games sometimes. So like whenever they talk about Crossbell, they're like, Oh yeah, the mayor of Crossbell is doing this, this and this. And you're like, Oh, that's probably a huge plot point in the previous series.
0: And what's, it's, what's interesting is that too, is that trails in the sky is told from the perspective. There's two main nations um, and trails in the sky is told from the perspective of one nation. And they definitely cast the other nation as like, not the antagonists of the story necessarily, but as villainous and oppressive. Whereas yep. in Cold Steel, you're playing as the villainous and oppressive side and they're not framing them as bad guys. So you get the perspective shift and they did a, just such a smart job of like telling the story from these different perspectives without making it um, w- while like kind of making you understand how the characters living in both of these places feel about um, each other in the world and stuff. So it's just it's, it's very well told, I think. That's
1: cool. And I yeah.
0: think the
2: other, the other thing about Trails in the Sky, sorry, is that it's, it was written as one game and yeah. they were like, this is 130 hours and they chopped it into three. So it is one full start to finish story. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they've written all the others mm-hmm. after that because it worked so well for them. Um, so cool. like, they've known what was going to happen in Trails of Cold Steel 4 before they wrote Trials of Cold Steel,
1: mm-hmm. which is really cool. That is cool. All right, so if Sam is getting into this series and Allison has talked about getting into Atelier or Atelier, however you pronounce it. Um,
2: well, Allison just bought the first Trails of Cold Steel game. She,
1: she did, but she's mentioned getting into Atelier and I mm. guess that means I have to get into Mega Dim- Dimension Neptunia obviously. Hyper Dimension stuff... Neptunia? No, Mega Dimension Neptunia. I don't know what
0: the difference between <laughs> those things are.
1: It's from the Hyper Dimension have... Neptunia series but Mega Dimension Neptunia is a separate yes. offshoot. Okay,
0: um, yeah. Uh, and right. what, what
1: does that mean? What kind of obscure in the West JRPG series are you getting into then that?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I I've also been playing trails in the sky, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, the, I've also spent a lot of time, uh, with grand blue fantasy as a media franchise. I haven't watched the anime yet, but, uh, I want to get a little further in the mobile game cause the anime just is an adaptation of the mobile game story.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wasn't actually meaning that as a transition. It was more of a uh, No, I'll talk about this <laughs> is good. We'll mix Just, it up. It, I'll, talk it worked about, out. I'll talk about, about Grand Blue pretty decently.
0: I'll talk about Grand Blue <laughs> and then you guys can talk about the other game that you've been playing, and then I can talk about the <laughs> other games that maybe people don't care about, and it's great. Hell yeah. Um Yeah, because then everyone knows they can cut off after me and Alex. <laughs> totally. Uh Grand Blue Fantasy is a very good browser game, which I never thought I would say that about a browser game, because I'm usually not a browser game kind of guy, but holy crap. Um, That game is great. Uh, I still haven't spent any money on it, and I'm just kind of trucking through the story. Uh, The story is super long, obviously, because the game's been in development for six years, and it's, like, not particularly visual-heavy. The visuals are great, but they're all just, like, the character art. Um, But this week, the Arxis-developed fighting game offshoot of grand blue fantasy grand blue fantasy versus released uh and i have played quite a bit of it and i think it is really fantastic uh so
1: do you have a history with anime fighters like do you have okay so you've Uh, kind of not been into them up until this one
0: so i loved watching people play guilty gear when i was younger but i never got into playing it myself because it was too complicated um and I never really got into any fighting games because I was not good at them. Um, the closest I got to it was I played uh, MVC two at arcades with other friends, but like we didn't know what we were doing. We just button, we just put quarters in and button mashed. Um, so then I did when I was I was working at GameStop when the first Blaze Blue game came out, and Ooh, some people came nice. in and they were like, "This game is the this is the best fighting game of all time." And I was like, all right, I'll buy it and try it. And I played it and I really, really liked the story mode because it was a visual novel with fighting stuff. Um, and, uh, I thought that the art was amazing, but I was terrible at it. Uh, and at that time online was just not really like, I think it had it, but it, net code was not good enough for fighting games then. And, uh, I didn't know anybody who was playing it. So I just kind of fell off of playing them at all. Um, And then, you know, I've played, I have Dragon Ball Z Fighters. That game is cool, but it's too fast for me. Um, The air dashing and like the speed of the combat is just too much. Someday maybe I'll be able to get into it, but I'm not there. Uh, But Granblue is really cool because it's kind of a back to basics anime fighter. Like I've heard some people say that even though it's an Arxis game, it's not really an anime fighter because it doesn't do things that typical are typical of that genre like for example having air dashes uh and it doesn't have like um the it doesn't have touch of death combos where you can just like tag someone and then since you got them in that one hit you can kill them uh instead it's much more like the it's it's a lot it's a lot about positioning and the combat has something of a deliberate pace to it where you're paying much more attention to like every single input and it feels very tactical to me in a way that I'm sure all fighting games feel to people who are good at them. So so would you say it's like the Dark Souls of fighting games? eh, Yeah, I mean, it's not not as punishing in some ways as something like a Dark Souls, but it's definitely deliberate and tactical, I think. Sure. Um, And um, it is really smart the way that they've They've done things like there are no or there are there's like a Smash Brothers attack button. So if you push R1 with a direction or standing neutral, you do your special moves. So if you're playing a character for the first time and you just want to try them out and see what their special moves feel like, you can use that. There's also technical inputs that you can do for them, but they're all like fireballs. Like they're not like they're like quarter circles and stuff. They're not like crazy, like uh Z motions or anything like that. Um there's the the forward down forward motion that I have some tr- trouble with sometimes. Um that that's used a lot, but I'm getting better at it. And basically like the the special moves are on cooldowns, which is kind of cool. Uh and when you use the button, like the R1 button to trigger them, the cooldown will be longer than if you do the technical input. And generally, they'll do more damage with the technical input also. But it also means that if you have uh, an ability that you just want to, like, throw out with that split second faster than doing the technical input, especially if you're someone like me who's not as fast as, a, like, a like a pro player, you can also just nail it on the, the button, on the skill button, and it's fine. Um, and then each character also has, like, a unique attack action. Like, I've played gran and catalina so far which are uh the 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 character in the middle and the character the lady over there
1: Uh Uh uh-huh um yeah
0: gran has like a charge blade kind of like a roy or marth from smash brothers for on the x button uh and then catalina has like a shield that she holds up and if you attack her while she's shielding she hits you Um, so the unique build abilities are pretty cool too. Um, And then I've mostly been playing the RPG mode so far, which a lot of reviews have kind of derided as being boring. Um, I can see that it's basically like a brawler where you're, you're getting like a sequence of a story sequence where it's just dialogue back and forth, like a VN and then you get dropped into a battle and there'll be like guys coming into the screen from defeat from both sides. And you just are, fighting them with the standard controls. I actually like it because it, uh, helps to, it feels like you're progressing through something and you're unlocking stuff, but also you're learning the inputs better and everything. Excuse me. Cause all the controls are the same. So it's been good for that. I wouldn't buy it if you're only interested in the RPG mode, because it is extremely simple. Um, well, simple is maybe the wrong word. It is very repetitive. is the right way to put it. Um, it's actually more complicated than it needs to be because it, it uses the weapon grid system from the mobile game, which is not a thing in the versus modes, but in the RPG mode, you're like setting up your weapon grid, which is kind of the core of the mobile game where you're picking like a primary weapon and that has an element and skills on it. And then there's a grid of nine other weapons that you're not using, but you put them on the grid and then they increase your stats and give you like skills and stuff like that. So it has that. Um, and it uses, it even uses things like when you win a, when you complete a quest, you'll get a draw ticket and stuff. So it's like the RPG mode is pulling directly from the mobile game in some fun ways. Uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely not like quite meaty enough to purchase the game based on. So I don't know. I think it's a really good, it's beautiful art. It looks incredibly good. um, and it is the other thing I really like about it that that the reviews have picked on it for is that it has a kind of small roster. I believe it only has 12 characters right now. And one of them is a DLC character. Uh, and then one of them is one that you have to either buy the season pass or beat the RPG mode to unlock. Um, and I understand that people like it, it is kind of, I can see the frustration in currently the game plus season pass is $90 and to only have, 12 characters for that could seems I get it. Like that seems like bad value as someone new to the genre. 12 characters is so many for me to wrap my head around already that I am so glad that it doesn't have more than that. Because when I look at like the mortal Kombat character select screen, there's just like when you include the DLC, there's so many characters and it's so daunting. And that's true of a lot of other games too. So I actually kind of like the small character count and I think it's engaging enough that you're, you can get hundreds of hours out of it. So I don't think that the 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 cost is really a problem. But I'd imagine yeah, I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine with a smaller roster that each individual character probably plays pretty differently or they feel pretty oh, yeah, different. Yeah. yeah very and, much so. Also, have you tried much of it online or have you mostly no, just No been- I haven't
0: played online at all yet. Okay. Uh I'm I'm sure that I will be pretty terrible when I <laughs> get around to that. But it has uh like a ranking system so that you can try to find matches that are Closer to your skill level, it has you do, like, placement matches and stuff. So, you know, hopefully that's... That'll... uh I'll be able to get into it some. I kind of want to finish the RPG mode first. It's not super, super long. It's, like, eight hours long. I'm playing through it very slowly because I'm trying to 100% every quest. Mm-hmm. Uh They have dumb, like... <laughs> the first time you play the quest, you don't get to see what the bonus objectives are. You can complete them, but you can't see them beforehand. So then if you miss one of them, you have to play the quest again to unlock it. Oof. And it's, I shouldn't care. Cause the rewards are not, you don't need to get them to progress, but it bothers me seeing that I didn't complete the quest. 100%. <laughs> Got
1: to make that hundred percent show up. I, yeah. feel, I
0: feel you. The story is interesting too, because it's like set in the middle of grand blue fantasy somewhere. It's like an untold side story or whatever. Um, where you go to a bunch of the locations you go to in grand blue fantasy and there's like shit going down with this like evil crystal thing that's controlling people. Um, So it's not like super great. The characters are very endearing just like they are in the the browser game. Um, And that translated well, but the story itself is like whatever. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I I think if you are on the fence about if you've always, if you're like me and you always wanted to, Get into fighting games as a larger genre and specifically anime fighting games, but have had a hard time finding an endpoint. I think this game is really good for that. It also has a very robust training mode where um, it's not just like it, it has a sort of brief encyclopedia of all the mechanics and then it has a, a pretty exhaustive set of missions where you're trying to complete a bunch of the different mechanics and every character also has a training mode where it kind of goes over their special moves and stuff. So um, overall it's just a really good package for people interested in getting into the genre, I think. And it's the kind of thing where, while I wouldn't buy it alone for the RPG mode, if you buy it and go, well, fuck, I am terrible at playing this online and it's really hard for me to get better. There is at least something you can play through and not feel totally burned while you're trying to like learn the combos and stuff. So yeah, I I think it's awesome. Uh, It's, it's definitely up there for me so far this year of games that I have played. Um, I have not played a ton of new releases this year, but, uh, but it's, it's a good one. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, I speaking of, of visual novels that then use other, Genres there's a game that the two of you have been playing that I'm interested in maybe playing. The fact that it's only 15 bucks makes me far more interested in playing it at some point. Uh, yeah but what is the, you've both been playing murder by numbers?
1: We certainly well, I sure right. have. How, how far in are you at this point, Sam?
0: Oh, no, you're muted, Sorry, you're, I muted. you're definitely left muted.
2: out yep. of the break room yet?:: No, no, f- no way. I've, I've left the break room. And oh okay, to the office. You're, in,
0: you're
1: not very far uh, I okay, okay, yeah, you're like half mm, third to halfway through cool. the first. Uh, first,
2: yeah, I, I first thing. I I went for a drink after work and didn't want to play it. Yeah, I, two beers in because I was like, I want to pay attention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's an interesting part is that the story is actually pretty compelling. Uh, I have finished the first case. I did not note how long it took because there's no time. Uh, time played tracking in there. I would, and I played it over the course of the day, like half an hour here, an hour here, etc. I didn't, so I didn't track it. But I would guess that first act probably took somewhere around five hours, maybe four, wow. four and a half to five hours. So it's pretty meaty, and there's four cases. Yeah. So nice. I can see this being like a twenty hour experience.
0: Very um, cool, that's,
1: and that's a long, long game
0: for cost.
1: Yeah, and it has a really interesting set of characters who are all written pretty well and like it's pretty charming and uh like generally clever it has a lot of puns it has a lot of jokes but it's also like uh when it wants to kind of flex its dramatic muscles it it does pretty well like it's not i'm not gonna say it's great but uh like it does pretty well the your character is pretty excellent uh her name is honor i think (laughs) And she meets her little buddy Scout, who is a robot, a little flying robot who uh, woke up one day in a in a scrap heap and can't remember who he is or what he is or why he's there. He just knows that he's a robot, basically. I don't know. Yeah. Am I summing this same. up right, Sam? Yeah, same. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's been really good. And uh, for those who haven't seen or played or know anything about this game, it is basically a visual novel in. 50 to 60% of it, then the other percent of it is uh, split between investigating kind of like Ace Attorney style and also playing Sudoku to move these investigations along. Like you are finding an item and in order for Scout, the robot, to identify it, you have to do a Sudoku puzzle to reveal what the item is. Basically.
4: That sounds fun.
0: I like Sudoku a lot. Yeah. I thought it was more like Picross yeah. for some reason.
1: Oh, sorry, Picross. My bad. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Not Sudoku. My I
0: like apologies. Picross more than Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: it is yeah. Picross, sorry. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, I have one issue with the entire game, and that's it. Like, and it's such a minor issue, it doesn't even matter. It's that sometimes they will tell really terrible jokes, like dad-joke-level le- dad jokes, And then they'll play this little sound cue that's almost like a, like a like a like a rim shot, yeah, like yeah, like a bumch, and it's like it does it just frequently enough to where I'm like, oh
0: no, that's like you'd be right (laughs) up your alley to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised that you don't like it.
1: It's fine every now and again, but it was like once every like two or three minutes for a while. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just, but like, I mean it, that sounds awful. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, but like that's if like that's literally the only thing I'm complaining about because the rest of it has been yeah. good. So I don't know good how, so how are you feeling about think, it. Sam, um,
2: I need to play more of it. Um, I really like the scout and honor. I think they're really fun characters so far. Um, but I think I don't know. I'm I'm still
4: not made my mind up. I haven't played enough yet.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I think the other characters, Becky yeah. is kind of annoying more so than anything. Uh, and the other characters that show up in the break room and along the way Ooh. get to be better. Becky's still a bit of a butt, but yeah. you know, that's, I think that's her character. There is one yeah. extremely gay character who is just, he, he gets to be pretty great, He's, honestly. By the end of the, he the case, so cool. he gets to be like one of the best characters. Yeah, he's he's very funny. Also, there's a surprising amount of like cultural references in this game, like like to very specific things. Like they'll call out uh, specific TV shows like by name and uh, make references to like. Uh, I think I sent a, a picture to you guys last night of mm. uh, to Alanis Morissette's uh, <laughs> ironic yes. song. Yeah, yeah like, that
0: was a, that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, like they're calling out ver- things very directly, so it's it's interesting. I haven't seen a game go for it like that in a while. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: Anyways, yeah. Um, we'll probably report back once that game is finished, but initial impressions after four or five hours are yeah, pretty much universally um, positive
2: for Yeah, me. I, I couldn't say it. There's nothing negative I have to say about it. I just want to play more of it, you know? I, I would probably have played it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be playing it a lot more, but uh, I'm just really enjoying Trails at the moment, and I want to beat that, ideally by
4: the 24th, which is when Trails 3 comes out for Switch. Yeah. Makes and sense. Yeah, and
1: I, this is a game you could stretch out because the quote-unquote gameplay is coming from Picross. Uh, and one of the things about it is, depending on the difficulty you're playing on, uh, you get different amount of like uh, point rewards back. So like if you're playing this puzzle at an easy difficulty, you get 500. But if you're playing it on normal, you get 1,000. Uh, and all of those points do add up, and it ties into your investigator rank. So if you cross th- certain thresholds, you'll go from an F, E, or sorry, F, like all the way up to an S. Uh, and you also lose points during an individual puzzle if you use any hints. So it, it encourages you to actually play straight up pit cross.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I, I would enjoy playing it on like whatever the hardest is and just like Yeah really taking time with the puzzles because that's my favorite thing about Picross. It's like y- Yeah um, getting really invested in bigger puzzles.
1: From the start I only saw easy and normal. Maybe upon like a second playthrough there is a hard. Um,
0: eh, or if normal's the hardest, that's fine too. Yep. I wouldn't be yeah critical and, of that.
1: And and there are some like they throw some they throw some stuff at you. Like there's spoilers, Sam, but there are some timed ones. Uh, so you have to complete a certain amount of stuff within a, t- like a minute time limit. And if you make a mistake, it like cuts 10 seconds okay. off of that time limit kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. Very cool. Well, that's, I think, everything for our anime minute. Sadly. We talked about three anime games in a row that's a, that's a record for this podcast. I think not counting times we've talked about games and then actual anime. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's true. Um, so, uh, before people tune out and stop listening to the show, I'll get the other newer game that I've been checking out out of the way. I didn't play a ton of it. Um, but I had been waiting for this game called broomstick league to launch into early access. Um, because I wanted to pick it up and give it a shot, even though, um, It's uh, not really looking for more to play, but it's an indie game and kind of thing that I want to see become a thing that I can just go play when I want to the way that rocket league has. Uh, And that doesn't happen unless you buy their video game. So um, it's also like 15 bucks and I already had money in my steam wallet. So uh, it's a pretty interesting take on Harry Potter meets rocket league um, as like harry potter expat who is i've gotten to the point now where i don't really want a harry potter game Whoa. i want someone to just take some of those con some of the concepts that are cool about harry potter and make their own things sorry
1: you just blew my mind with expat because you're not an you're, you're a pat you're not
0: uh. oh <laughs> i hadn't even thought about it from that perspective but yeah like there's so much about there's like harry potter is something that i really love but also not only does JK Rowling kind of suck as a person, but when you go back and look at some of the things from those books, you go, Oh wait, she sucked as a person then too. And it's in there. Uh, so anyway, uh, broomstick league takes the concept of the popular, uh, wizarding sport of Quidditch and turns it into a, its own thing. Um, and, uh, comes out sort of looking like wizarding rocket league in a cool way. Uh, so, so it's in early access now. Hmm?
1: So is it exactly like Quidditch in that there's different balls and people playing different no. roles?
0: So that's the way that it's not like, that's why okay. like aesthetically and conceptually, it's very similar to Quidditch, but it mm-hmm. actually from a mechanical perspective, it's extremely different because there's only one ball. Um, yeah. And the only way to score is to put the ball into the hoop on the other side of the the field. Okay, um, The goals are small and round. They're not like, rocket league where it's like a soccer goal. Um, but, uh, the way that you control it is pretty cool. So like you have your, your broomstick and the broomstick goes in the direction that you point basically. Um, and then you can strafe and stuff. Uh, and then there's also buttons obviously for ascending and descending, but you, 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 if you point the, you point the reticle down and go down you go down. So you don't really have to use the ascending and descending buttons too often. But then you have a sprint, you have, you have energy that's, they call it mana. Um, Unlike Rocket League, it automatically refills instead of needing to be refilled by picking up canisters and you use that energy to boost, but you also use it to do a magnetizing ability. So when you're close to the ball, you can hold down on controller, it's left bumper to suck, like to magnetize the ball to your character. Um, The other way to pick it up is to just fly through the ball. Once you're holding it, you're holding it. It's not like rocket league where you're, where it's physics. Pushing the ball around when you're holding it, you're holding it. Um, It does obviously have physics when you're, when it's not being held by someone and it's bouncing around and like, uh, rolling around and stuff. Uh, and then you can use that button, the left bumper. Uh, and this is one of the things I'm not sure about with the controls, I kind of might want to change it. Um, you can also use that as a short range like teleport too. Uh, teleport, and then there's also a dash button that you can use to kind of it's sort of like the the jump and roll in Rocket League, uh, where it'll make you go faster and make and allow you to like deke people and dodge out of the way of them. Uh, and then you're shooting by using the right trigger. Um, Sorry, and it's just holding it down to charge the shot.
1: What do you mean by teleport? Like a dash makes sense. That's you're physically moving forward. I imagine you would bump into anything on the way. Is it teleport being able to kind of do the same action, but you're not affecting any physics on the way?
0: Yes, Um, but you can't do it while you're holding the ball. Uh. So you can't teleport with the ball. The teleport is like, um, it's kind of like a tracer blink in Overwatch where you're pushing the button and that's one of my only issues with the controls are a lot of times what will happen is there will be, because it's um, they don't have 1v1s right now, they will eventually there's 2v2s and 3v3s right now and so there will be like you and teammate and two of the other team members all trying to go for the ball and everyone will be holding down the left bumper to try to magnetize it to them. Um, which is fine, except that then whoever doesn't get it, when you let go of left bumper, you teleport a short distance. So it's kind of <laughs> like, it's not usually like that big of a problem because you're usually like in the corner trying to grab the ball anyway. So it doesn't really move you that far, but it, it's a little jarring. So I think I might try to, you can unbind the teleport and put it on a different button. Um, I'm sure in their testing, they found that they preferred it to be accessible from the same button for some reason that I haven't gleaned yet, but, uh, but it works well. Um, It's hard. I will say like the thing it's easier than rocket league because you pick up the ball and you carry it. But uh, the other thing you have is when you hit right trigger, when you don't have the ball, you do like a force blast, which knocks the ball out of people's hands. So that's how you can do steals and stuff. So, the thing that's tough about it is that lining up shots is challenging because the goal is fairly small and the ball has a lot of uh, arc on it. So you charge up a shot and you kind of want it to be full power because otherwise it's not going to go very far. It's going to, if you just like click the mouse button without dropping it, it only drops like the ball will go like a couple of feet in front of you and then fall. So you kind of have to charge up your shot, which you need to be aiming and while you're doing that, there's someone running at you trying to knock it out of your hands. So it's it's definitely challenging. I played a game that uh, against the AI to practice that went into overtime and was, like, super long. And then I played a game against people, and we, like, just totally wrecked the other team. Um, so it still needs some, like, matchmaking assistance, I think. And it is just a game that's kind of hard to grasp. Um, in the same way, though, that Rocket League was. Like, I don't think it's... Um, it's not like it's in excess or unapproachable is the right way to put it. Um, I don't know that it is particularly accessible because of how like demanding it can be from a control perspective, but, uh, it is, uh, it's a cool game and it has a lot of cosmetic stuff already baked into it. There's like a shop where you can buy different trails for your, um, for like while you're flying, you've got a little trail of like color behind you. You can buy different brooms. You can buy different wands. You can buy different outfits. Um, The character creator is good, except that it does the whole like pick your gender, male or female, which in 2020 is starting to get like, that's not good enough anymore. But you you should just pick your fruit. But um, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But Is one of the trails that you can get, is it steel and is it cold?
0: I hope they do have a lot of, it's the same studio that, uh, published i don't know if it's the same developer but it's the same publisher at least as slender the arrival oh uh so like there's a character (laughs) emblem for your for your like card that is uh slender the arrival logo and then there's like a shitload there's they have like 70 different streamers that they created little logos for that are i'm sure pulled from those streamers like art decks but uh that's bizarre (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know that it's the same people even if it's the same listed developer, I yeah. don't know that it's the same like actual team that made same, Slender the Arrival. The same humans uh, who
1: touched code, yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't look like it. it. The developer is Virtual Basement. See, they say the developer is Virtual Basement, Code Headquarters, and Blue Isle Studios, and Blue Isle Publishing is the publisher, and Blue Isle okay. is the, those are the people that made Slender. So, and huh. the, interesting, and the game Valley and Citadel forged with fire. Uh, sure. Which Citadel is, <laughs> I guess its its reviews are improving. I had heard it was not very good, um, and that was bum- a bummer to me because it looked cool. Yeah, uh, it was like a Citadel is like a stick and rock game that is it initially looked like maybe it was actually well a lot of like a lot of those games are initially it looked like it was actually maybe a cool open world RPG, and then it turned out it was a rust uh, <laughs> with dragons. Um, anyway. I think Broomstick League is totally worth picking up if you play games on PC at all. Um, I'm sure if it takes off, it'll come to consoles. No pun intended. I keep oh. saying takes off and it's game about flying around in room. Virtual Basement um, Made
1: Arc. Yeah. And so I'm just looking at what. Made some
0: part of ARC, I'm sure. ARC is made by like 47 different developers. Yeah,
1: they're listed on this point. They're listed as like being a part of the original ARC as well as like all of the season passes and expansions and and all that. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um,
0: And I will say too, uh, something that I was a little surprised by if you look at like screenshots of Broomstick League, Mm. um, at times it looks like maybe it looks like shit. Um, Like that was my (laughs) biggest concern coming in was like, man, this looks not good mm-hmm. visually. When you're actually playing it, it's it's in motion, it looks pretty good. Uh it's definitely not like a uh it is it is not the prettiest game on the list of games that I'm talking about this week by a long shot. It's probably the third prettiest, but it's not an eyesore when you're actually playing it. It 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 all there's something about the the visuals that actually kind of inform the gameplay and kind of help it uh help things stand out so you get a clear picture of what's going on. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I recommend it. I think if you're even if you're not a, like a you don't have to be a Harry Potter fan to be interested to be into this. It's really just like a cool Rocket League alternative, which um not that you necessarily need that because Rocket League is great. But um it is. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more games like this. I'm super into uh ball oh. sports, alternative ball sports. Hell yeah, games. you are. Uh <laughs> and i think and, that we should have it. more games i th- we should have more games about tossing balls is all i'm saying
2: yeah uh, I'll, i'm I'll all about ball
0: handling. Salads. yes and uh so should we have more uh it should so, never be okay.
2: tossed do 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 you need any scrambled eggs <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> it came uh it came, <laughs> It came, is turning, uh, in, Wait, is this turning into this a Fraser joke? I was having <laughs> uh, I started listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me again so there's, I have Frasier on the brain Yeah, you do um, We listened to an episode called Frasier's Anime World last night Oh my god um, uh, But uh, I was going to say if you get Brimstick League be sure to add me on Steam so that you can handle my ball uh, together um Great. Speaking of balls, <laughs> uh, everyone can turn off the podcast now because I'm going to talk minutes? about the crew two for five minutes.
1: <laughs> oh, everyone's favorite.
0: Um, so the crew two, the second best open world racing game well, of 2018. Um, I oh, okay yeah, Forza. Forza Horizon Four. Uh, by a wide margin, and it still is a better game overall. Like Forza has way better handling, but. Um, The biggest problem with the crew too was that the cars all kind of felt the same. Like it felt different to drive a monster truck than to drive a, a track car, but all the track cars felt the same and all the monster trucks felt the same and all the planes felt the same. And it was just kind of like, it, it didn't have the kind of personality that it needed to, in terms of making the vehicles feel distinct because it's ultimately a game about, Collecting lots of cars and upgrading them.
1: Sorry, um, refresh my memory. W- weren't you also like playing or flying planes and riding boats in the crew too? Yep. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the. Th- it's kind of like steep, but um, but but, but steep. It, with cars, yeah. <laughs> um, there are two different kinds of boats. There's a bunch of different kinds of cars. There are, and then there are two different kinds of planes. And then there's also a helicopter you unlock, but the helicopter doesn't do any. You don't do any events with the helicopter. It's just right. like a for fun vehicle. Um. And the, you know, the, for anyone who's not seen it, the concept is you're driving over a condensed map of the United States. It is a huge map. It is obviously uh, like you can see the Rocky mountains from Detroit, which as a former Detroit resident, (laughs) I can tell you, you cannot see any mountains when you're in Detroit. Um,
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, that's still a little bit more accurate than Death Stranding was. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is much more accurate than (laughs) Death Stranding. Actually, at least things are geographically placed in the correct locations. Sure, they're just uh, not like what I love. I love. I kind of find their weird chunky U.S. map endearing. Like the the state of Michigan is pretty much just all Detroit and then some farms to the west of it. (laughs) Uh, But they they do put in things like you can still fly under the Mackinac Bridge, even though like they the Mackinac Bridge is like a 30 second drive from downtown Detroit, which in reality, it's like eight hours away. But, uh, but yeah,
1: sure, Um, yeah. Kind of like Midtown madness.
0: Yes. And that is ultimately because I love Midtown madness and games like that so much. That is why I found this game enjoyable, even as everyone shat on it. Sure. Um, and I get why people didn't like it. It was definitely middling when it came out. Uh, again, the two biggest issues were the AI sucks and the, um, the, 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 the cars just didn't feel distinct. So they fixed one of those problems. Another, the AI thing, I don't, I haven't done any events with AI that are really pushing it. All the ones I've done are ones where I've destroyed the AI. It's more about time anyway. That's kind of what matters more than beating the other cars. Um, but they have added a couple events. They added a uh, demolition derby, which is not like real demolition derby at all, because you're just trying to like run into cars, not back into them, but it's fun. Uh, it includes demolition racing where you're like racing around these tracks with like traps on them and stuff. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. And then they also added hovercraft racing, which I haven't quite wrapped my head around. It's super weird. I'm bad at it. Um, but it's cool that it's in there. But the main thing that they did aside from the cars feel the vehicles feel a lot more distinct now, like even different planes feel Like one of the planes I have feels like super floaty and it's very easy to like get it into flat spins and stuff, but it's hard to control it with any kind of precision versus some planes that are super, super precise. So it's cool that they have made the vehicles more distinct. But more than that, the thing that they have done, um, they added PVP, which works well because they set it the way it's designed. You can't hit each other. Everyone's like a ghost. You're all on the same track. You're not racing against people's ghost data. You're racing against a live player, but you can't hit each other, which is actually a good thing because it, the problem with racing games online is that whole first turn conundrum where everybody like guns it for the first turn and then rams into each other and pushes each other off the track and stuff. It's not fun. Um, Even Forza has that to a degree. Um, And uh, games like, F1, try to fix it by including actual penalties that can hit your account if you do that, where then you get matched with people who are also shitty drivers. But for an arcade racer, there's not a good way around it. I think the fact that they made everybody ghosts kind of solves the problem, and it also helps solve any problems with netcode, because you're not like bumping into each other and then causing the server to flip out. Yeah, Um,
1: well, that's how Trackmania was able to have... 200 plus cars totally. on a, on and that's what a, it's like. Thing. Is it's yeah. like,
0: it's like track mania for sure, except that you're actually live racing against each other, you, you're not setting a time. Um, and uh, I think that the PvP is fun, it's also just doing the races, so um, it's cool to compare yourself to other players. They do level the playing field. That game, the crew two has really dumb loot in it, which is actually kind of fun because it makes numbers go up, but it doesn't really matter because you'll install like your 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 base motor core part will be power 80 and you'll install a power 90 motor core part and it'll make your turning your lateral g tolerance go up on the car and it's like that's not it'll, it'll it just flat stat increases across the board every time you put a better part on it and then there's like eight different part categories per vehicle so it has like loot but the loot doesn't really matter until you get to the very high end and it starts coming with perks and stuff um, but for the PVP, they flatten it like destiny PVP, where you just like, it's, everybody has the same stats. You have distinct cars that handle differently, but everybody has the same stats. Um, and then, but the thing that they added that actually has me not wanting to play this game, probably a fair bit in 2020 is they've put in these things called live summits, which include, they're basically like themed events that come with nine, um, nine activities. Six of them are always actual like races that are like what you play in the single player. Some of them, it's also the live summits are single player, but in the story or whatever, some of them are pulled from the story. Um, Some of them are new. Like they put a new one in this week, a new event. Uh, and then three skill challenges, which are just things that are all over the map. they are things like slaloms and top speed challenges and stuff. Um, and you're basically com- com- completing them with certain restrictions. So last week it was uh, the event was called Japanese drive. And so it was all Japanese vehicles. There was a motorcycle race. There was a dirt bike race. And then there was a drift challenge. And a drag race challenge, a street race, and I think a track car race. And, but they all had restrictions on needing certain Japanese vehicles to use in them. And then when you complete them, it checks your time and you get a certain number of points on a scale of zero to 100,000. Uh, when you complete all of the events, you get a bonus set of points and then it puts you on a leaderboard and the different percentage, like, the top 3000 people get the best reward at the end of the week. Interesting. Then the top 10000 people get the second best reward, the top 15000 people get the third best reward, and then the people who just played it but didn't place is, is get the whatever's left.
1: Is that per platform?
0: I don't know. Um I think the I think so. But um mm. if it is so then actually that game has a pretty big player base. Yeah, that's what
1: I was going to say. There's like,
0: always like 15,000 people on those leaderboards, which is pretty great if on PC it's got a 15,000 player base. Yeah, like, uh, definitely. But, um, but the live summits are really fun. They, this week, it went from Japanese Drive to this one called Airborne. So this week it's all about airplane stuff. So the jump between them was like pretty jarring but cool to change so drastically what the challenges are about. Um, and it's like three air races and three aerobatic challenges and then three skill challenges this week. I think next week it's all French cars, uh, which is weird but cool. Um gonna be driving a lot of Peugeots. Uh and the <laughs> rewards you get Peugeot. from it are substantial. I like this. I couldn't crack <laughs> Peugeot. Well. I'm going to say it my way forever.
1: going to be all in my Peugeot
0: specifically. <sighs> uh, <laughs> also, Oh God. On that very brief aside, it's still about cars. At least uh-huh. um, there is a, so the phenomenal Netflix series drive to survive launched. It's released at season two last week. It's it's a documentary series about formula one. Uh, everyone should watch it. Even if you're not into formula one, cause it's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they have, uh The two Ferrari drivers, one of whom is German and one of whom is from Monaco, uh Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel, mm-hmm. uh, they were they jumped in a car together to go drive somewhere. And Sebastian Vettel did his best southern accent to talk about how he liked country music. Awesome. And it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> that sounds perfect.
0: Yes. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Anyway, cars are cool. The crew two is fun to play. <laughs> and, cars are uh, cool, Pat. <laughs> and and I think if you can get it on sale, you should check it out. It's the 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 thing I was going to say about the rewards is that they're like actually meaningful. Like I was pissed that I couldn't quite get a better drift score in the Japanese drive event, and crack the top tier because uh, it, if you did, you got this really fucking cool car that was like a Nissan that had a unique cosmetic set on it. Um. And, uh, since I didn't get into the top, I didn't get the car and it's, I got some cool rims, uh, but I didn't get the car. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a cool thing and it actually has some stakes. I'm sure the events will rotate back. So it's not like you'll never have the chance to get it again, but, uh, but yeah, it's a nice solution. I'm glad they didn't just like put a battle pass in basically, it, uh,
1: like you were, you were saying this before the show, but, um, now that we're recording, uh, you said it seems kind of like the Ubisoft thing of putting out a game that is received kind of middlingly at at launch, and then they just iterate on it on the same game for like a year yep. or two, and then they actually make it into yeah. something you want to play, much like Siege or whatever.
0: It's it's good enough now that before when I played it, I was like, "And eh, these cars and the AI sucks and the handling could be better. But now that stuff is backgrounded enough that like I would like them to do a crew three because I would like one that looks better. Um like the crew two looks fine, but it still has a lot of pop in and stuff like that. And now I would like to see them build on this platform and release one that looks like next gen. Um yeah. so I think that that I think that ser- I think I was worried after playing the crew two that that series was just gonna kind of fade away but anymore, I'm actually pretty confident that they'll make another one. Cause like the other cool thing to see is the developer ivory tower has a very clear identity among uh, the Ubisoft studios and um, they do a lot of developer streams. They're super engaged with the community. Um, They have like, there are um, they do monthly updates uh, and, uh, and usually release like a new vehicle or something. The the game has like 364 cars (laughs) now or vehicles now.
1: Um, are they li- so, licensed vehicles? Like you mentioned Nissan and stuff like yes. that. So they're all yep.
0: real vehicles. Um, I don't think all of them are real, but like mm. 90% of them are. I think there's some, okay. they ha- there's a, there's a, there's a manufacturer in the menu called Proto. Oh. And I think those are, that's where they dump like all of the like fake vehicles,
1: the the burnout like, style cars.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but, but 90% of the vehicles are real. Cool. Even like the planes and stuff are like real planes. Sick! Like you're um, flying a Cessna. They have a, well, no, but they have, (laughs) I did fly a Spitfire for a while. Oh, cool. Um, They have a, uh, they have a, a, they have touring cars, which are like track cars that look like street cars, but with spoilers and decals on them. And then they also have spoilers. um,
1: So is it saying like Dumbledore or Snape killed Dumbledore on the back of it and stuff?
0: Yes. Awesome. Uh, And then they also have what they call alpha one, which is formula one style cars. And like, they have the 2018 Red Bull Formula 1 car in there um, and cool. stuff so yeah so it's cool i i recommend it you can definitely play it now like forever if you want to like it's it's definitely one of those where you can play it as a service game if you want to uh so it is it is fun i probably have like 30ish hours in it at this point and i've done about well, More than half of all of the events on normal difficulty. Um, But there's three levels of difficulty that you can complete them on. So you kind of go through all of them once and then go through all of them again, getting better loot and then go through all of them a third time where you're like re-rolling perks on loot to get specific sets and stuff like that at the end game. So,
1: yeah. Again, I'm just glad Ubi's done well by, by their games. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm glad they're still supporting it. I'm really impressed. Um, not that uh, like obviously Forza Horizon 4 has been really well supported too. So it's certainly not saying like play this instead of that, but um, but compared to um, some driving games that just kind of like come out and then don't get anything added to them. Uh, this, this one has been well supported. Also people should play steep more.
1: Yeah. They should make, the crew cross steep, so you get out of your car. You drive your car to the top of a mountain,
0: dude. I want it so bad. <laughs> I'm actually going to reinstall steep as well and play some more of that because steep is such an awesome game. Imagine if Watch so depressing. If
1: Watchdogs Watchdogs Legion just combined everything from the Crew Two and steep and Watchdogs into one
0: game. But I don't want. I don't so. I don't want a story for starters. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) And I don't want, that's actually the worst part. It's weird, but, and there is one cool part where you, you, you have a a friend who uses a wheelchair and you make a car, a custom car for them to be able to race you. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, but the crew two absolutely has a storyline and it is not good. Uh, and it is stupid. Fair enough. Um, they thankfully backgrounded it enough that you can largely ignore it. It's not like the crew one where you like had to follow the path of the story, but steep mercifully does not have a story. Um, uh, so I don't really want to shoot people either. So watchdogs can stay watchdogs. I just want them to make more. I've talked about it many times, but I want them to make a steep two, where you're in San Francisco and it's summertime. Yep. Uh, And if they made a crew three where you can get out of the car, that would be cool. Yeah. And then there's times when it would be cool to be able to get out of the car and walk into things.
1: So you would get out of the car, put on a panda suit and then start dancing. And then you would grab, I don't know, some kind of weapon and then enter the for honor universe. And then you would slap, and then you would, then you would slap on a, uh, a, a night vision
0: set of night vision goggles. Play Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, I'm in.
0: Sounds great. Look forward to the, all. The problem is that <laughs> all of this is just going to be released as a gotcha mobile game.
1: <laughs> and then a like versus they did with the time
0: with the with the Clancy verse mobile game that they put out. Then a versus fighting game. Grand, only Grand Blue
1: Fantasy but
0: Ubisoft. I wish you could have, I wish you could pit Sam Fisher against a, a 2011 Corvette.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yes.
0: I got it. And when you I, hold the right trigger, the car just drives forward and it kills anybody. I got <laughs>
1: to I gotta go. I got to open up some unity, <laughs> not, not Assassin's Creed unity. Mind you.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think that's all we've been playing this week.
1: Yeah, Uh, video games, uh, y'all. They're still video games.
0: Take so much effort to play.
1: Yo, Um, this year. What if you could
0: watch video games as a TV show?
1: What if you could? This year. This year has been weird for video games, for what it's worth.
0: (laughs) It's gonna get weirder too.
1: (laughs) Like in Uh... in what sense? Because we're maybe entering a launch year. Or, we, because
0: we thought we were entering a launch year and we're maybe not entering a launch year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, we don't know, but I don't know. It, it it's a weird year in general. We can leave that there probably, but
4: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Um I'm <laughs> I mean, obviously the circumstances, the reasons for it being uh like that, the the pandemic is awful and horrific. At the same time, I, as the person who is like, I don't really care about getting new consoles this year. I don't really care about getting new consoles this year. But yeah. I'm wondering how much it's going to start affecting. Like, like I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she was asking me if it was going to impact the release of Animal Crossing. <laughs> She's a pretty big One Animal Day. Crossing fan, uh, and I was like, No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Animal Crossing will come out on the normal day, but um, that's because Animal Crossing is done. Yeah, will it impact the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two? Yeah, potentially, probably. Um, and so that's because I mean, like this, this, this virus is not going away. Well,
1: it's gonna, so. yeah. The whole tech industry, the whole tech sector is being affected. I think we've talked about exactly. it before, but like, yeah, like um, there's a lot of manufacturers out of China and Taiwan which make. All of the memory and all of the solid state drives—they're totally. in every computer. Like they're literally like the only shops that do it. Yeah, uh, so you are going to see a tech impact, but that's yep. that's why people are saying that it might be I impacting console releases this year.
2: I was say, and I, think and I mean, I guess too... are releasing sorry. this year by Hook or by Crook. I just think they're going to be more expensive, and I think there's going to be really limited quantities. Um, I think Apple. Yeah, that could be I I limited could quantities for sure. I, yeah, uh, spinning up production in the U.S. to avoid coronavirus mm. stuff in Asia, and obviously that will cost them thousands well, times yeah. more probably. So
0: be very interested.
1: Well, hopefully it's not. I mean, hopefully it's not in Seattle.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I don't. Th- that makes sense. I mean, we we have a we it, we might be less impacted than. Um, than then facilities in China, but like also our government is not equipped to handle it at all and is dropping the ball very hard. So it's only going to be a matter of time before production on things in the U S is also bad and not and delayed and stuff. I'm wondering how it'll affect uh, game releases more specifically. Like for example, um, I don't think there's a problem with the virus in Poland right now, but uh, cyberpunk was delayed once already and it was made clear that it was delayed and also those of those the people working on it are crunching really hard uh if one person in that office were to get covid then the whole office is wiped out and like the game's gonna get delayed again right yeah like
1: yeah and you've seen oh
0: god well yeah there's no doubt that they'll crunch more but also the game, the, the, you can't crunch oh, while you have
1: COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, <laughs> oh God, but you've, see, you've actually seen a lot of um, developers in the states, specifically, kind of going yeah. out of their way to say, "Hey, all of Blizzard is working from home for the next totally
0: w- next month," which is what you should do for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But I guess uh, I it's, it's the Stadia; they're the only
2: next gen experience available without spending thousands on a PC. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> see? They opened to do develop like a new office and the photo from inside the office, this office is beautiful. It's really? like, I hadn't seen that. Oh yeah, it is. It is like, I'll see if I can find the, the picture. Um, <laughs> it's like this gorgeous, like very, very like w- lots of wood grain and stuff. Uh, They they poached um, somebody from from Sony Santa Monica. Um,
1: Oh, I yeah, I did see that.
0: I put the picture of the. Oh yeah, I see it here. It's gorgeous. Like I would love to work in an in an office like that. It's a real shame that that office is going to be shut down in nine months. (laughs) Like, not that I want people to lose their jobs, but like, come on,
1: yeah. Stadia has just been...
0: Why I don't understand when your service is already flagging. Not that Google doesn't have enough money to do anything they want forever. But when the service is already flagging, why would you pour... That office space has to be... Because they can use it as office space space for Google Drive in six
2: months' time. They're not worried.
0: Maybe, but I guess the question is, do they need it? I mean, presumably there's already office space dedicated to a lot of those teams. So, I don't know. It's just wild to me that, like, they released this picture. It feels like, I guess what it is, is like, I want people to work in nice environments. I would kill to work in this office. But uh, (laughs) it feels like sort of a slap in the face to Stadia subscribers, where it's like, we know we haven't done jack shit with this service, and it sucks really bad. You know, but look at this I beautiful studio thing is, we just opened. It's
2: the like this shit is for me. Is show me a game. We know that they're not doing well. We know they're not selling games, and that the games they are selling, like online experiences, are like barren. But then you find out it's because they're not giving money to devs. Like they're giving a really low cut. It's like I don't know how. I, I assume yeah. that people like Bungie and uh Rockstar got special deals, but like the that Kataku article was just like, yeah, we don't Google isn't paying. Why would we go there instead of Epic where they are paying? It's insane. I I Yeah.
1: Yeah. And not not to mention the user bases. Yeah, like
2: Google, yes, one of the biggest companies in the world. But you know who the other like who are some of the other biggest companies in the world are? microsoft sony like apple is one of their big apple is their competitor know. you know like <laughs> apple is a huge google investor and they just like apple recently released something saying they have more cash in the bank than any other business in the world like they are sitting on cash because they know that it's sensible to sit on it yeah and
0: yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, it's fucking wild.
4: Yeah, like uh, I, have I should
0: Stadia. play. I have a Stadia subscription right now uh, that I got from. Uh, <laughs> that was the
1: saddest save I've, I've ever heard. It with I mean same. it's a, it,
0: it's three months. I tried it for like five yeah, minutes and it worked. I should try some Destiny 2 I mean, on it.
1: that's the thing. I I, th- I think we've been <laughs> I think we've been saying that since the start. The technology is there. It worked. It's good. Yeah. It's purely the business layer that is killing Stadia.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at the Stadia store right now, and I could purchase Assassin's Creed Odyssey Stadia Ultimate Edition for hundred and twenty dollars to complain about them on this podcast. Because
2: oh. I was in my local supermarket <laughs> and they had a copy of Red Dead for twenty five pounds, and then I was like, well, if I didn't have Red Dead, that'd be a pretty good price." Yeah, I wonder how much it is on Stadia. Oh, it's sixty pounds. It's over double. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Like Dragon Ball that's, Xenoverse Two has been on sale on every platform for like under ten dollars yep. recently. It is fifty dollars on Stadia. Same. That's ridiculous. Rage yeah. Two is fifty sixty dollars. Wasn't
1: that a free on PlayStation or a paid PlayStation Plus game?
0: I
2: th- I don't think Rage Two has been, been yet, but hour? I could be wrong.
1: I can't remember. Um, it might
2: be the March game.
1: Yeah, yeah. But no matter the like, I could dive into the software development aspect, like perspective on this, like pretty hard. Uh, specific, like I'll give you the, the too long, didn't read version where if you're a software developer or uh, a studio or a software development house or whatever, um, one of the things you want to do is provide value to the people who are buying your shit. So the way you do that is you release things, (laughs) even if it's like a minor release, even if it's a bug fix, even if it's like, oh, we added this feature two months ago, but now we're releasing it now so that like people have something new that they can play with, and like you know, it's perceived value because it's like, oh, you're adding to this thing that people have invested in. That's a good thing, but, I, but Google hasn't done any of that for. Like, I don't for mean months. to beat a
0: dead horse, but let's. I just want to quickly, and then we can move on for good and not talk about Stadia again for a long time. Yeah, I want to <laughs> give you the list of what Stadia in their store is calling best of Stadia.
1: Okay okay let's do this
0: assassin's creed odyssey sure came great out game. two years ago yeah but <laughs> two years old yeah dragon ball xenoverse 2 it's probably pretty good the first one was okay when did xenoverse 2 uh, come
1: out i don't know
0: 2016 2018 i thought it was oh two two yeah
1: 2017 i don't remember whatever more, but more than two years but, old.
0: To, but to call it one of the best games on your platform come on darksiders genesis okay, okay pretty new yeah. had a good reception mm-hmm. it's also more expensive on stadia than it is on steam yep. but fucking whatever <laughs> guilt that game sounds bad yeah
2: uh, we
4: both
0: own guilt that game back. seems pretty okay kine? Pretty but also stadia pro we do not own it we have Ooh. access to it via stadia pro what the
1: fuck is what <laughs> the fuck is clear. kine i don't know if i've heard of that
0: it's a puzzle game where you have these cute little robots. It actually looks pretty good.
1: Oh, never heard of it. Uh,
0: if it were on Steam, I probably would pick it up. Fair enough. It might be, and I just haven't seen it. Rage 2. That is not one of the best of anything. <laughs> I like Rage 2. Uh-huh. I think it's fun. It is not one of the best of anything. It is not one of the best post-apocalyptic shooters that came out in 2019, if I had to guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's one of the uh, best of Stadia.
0: Red Dead Redemption 2. Sure. Great game. Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Most people call that the worst Which, one in the series. Is that the, th- but, is okay. that the third one? Yes. No. Shadow is the second one. Uh, and then the final Rise game of on the, the is the final one. Oh, what? the final game okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, no, Rise of the Tomb Raider I'm is the sure. second one. Is it?
1: Uh, whatever. Yes. One Rise away of one Tomb Raider
0: is the second one on Stadia. Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out. <laughs> yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out in oh. 2018. It is the third game okay. in the. In the, the okay. Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider series, um, the final game on Google's the, Best of Stadia so list. So this is
1: the Best of Stadia, the best. This
0: is the best. Finally this is One 19. of the best games oh, you fuck. can get on Stadia. Yeah. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint.
1: What Breakpoint? Really? They yeah.
0: put Breakpoint on the Best of Stadia, my Stadia list. My <laughs> Stadia games
1: list is my
2: Stadia games. That list game is, is trash. Pretty, pretty they all say never played.
1: That's, all right. Well, I don't know if we're yeah. going to be talking about Stadia in a year because I don't know if it's going to be here in a year. Also, you still can't use wireless controllers. Can you? Can you use phones? Yeah. Can you use phones other but than a Pixel really, now, at least for yeah. like your purchases? So you can shit? make no. a okay. on you can? Oh, okay. mobile
2: device. So, like, I have the Stadia app for iPhone, um, and eventually they hope to update the app so that yep. you can play games.
0: Um. I never talked about it on the cast. It no. does make it to look like you now. can play the games now. Like it has a play button on them. And when you hit the play button, it tells you to go use a PC. <laughs> it is like, I like almost had a complete, I was like, Oh cool. They added play playing on iPhone. That actually makes this service more interesting. to me
1: Cause then I can play it on
0: data, potentially on 5g. I love that. Uh, when you hit the play button, it says you need, it doesn't even tell you what to do. It comes up with a picture of a pixel phone and a, computer like a like a like a oh art god. rendition and then you have to hit read more and then it takes you to a fact that tells you where you can play games <laughs> it is like oh my god
1: oh so they announced the last of us tv show on hbo <laughs> yeah.
0: neil Druckmann will be there angry birds, the i actually care uh more about stadia than this
1: yeah and <laughs> but I'm also the, the writer of angry birds
4: films.
0: Yep. You really buried the lead on that one earlier, Alex. You said he was the, the writer of Chernobyl, but I did not you did not know really that he was the writer of the Angry Birds film. Yeah, really people like to call attention to these. It, which I'm hoping but. goes into The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> I, <'cause laughs> I do like, I do like really his specific. jokes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh why is there a Long piss drinking hey, joke in a child like gamers, movie for gamers, not children. Oh, you know, just behave like children. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> the Last of Us is stupid and they don't need to make a show. Moving on,
1: that's that's amazing. But yeah, he's actually written some very good movies, but he's also done yeah. like Scary Movie 3 and like some kind of he's he's on board yeah. for the screenplay of the Borderlands movie. You know who knows where that will go, but
0: well, whatever. get but I think
1: people mean, like people really really like really Borderlands and, and the, the writing. Yeah, the writing is like, one of the best parts.
2: Now I've got a, an in with HBO. What can I get made?
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean uh, personally, I don't know if I'm super invested in a Last of Us show. I'll but
0: check it out. Um, I'll probably at least check it out. Any, the, th- the thing I've said privately that I don't think I've shared on the cast is the last calling the last of us stupid is not fair, but I think it's like vastly story, overrated definitely. because it leans on the f- uh it it well and it just the story is not bad or poorly executed in any way. It just leans on the fact that like most gamers haven't read The Road. So like I just it it's very predictable and rote, and I don't understand well I do understand I don't think it is kind of worthy of the like showering of praise that it gets and I think from a gameplay perspective it is a okay stealth action game like it is not particularly great gameplay wise and the story is pretty is well executed but pretty well tread territory so I just have always been surprised at the, the the adoration that it's received from from uh from players and critics uh because it's like basically it's like boy if you like this thing let me tell you there's some media out there that will blow your mind yeah (laughs) (laughs) because
1: like i'm not i don't think it is a literary masterpiece or anything like that by any means but i think yeah it is all in the execution because like back in 2013 it was the closest you got to actually experiencing one of those other pieces of media like it was yeah like i'm like the story itself whatever it's it's a linear story it's you you can see the twists and turns coming like you oh no joel gets impaled and now ellie's on her own yeah yeah i probably probably could have seen that coming a long ways away but it's the execution it's like the quote-unquote cinematography it's the moment-to-moment dialogue and stuff that yeah like it's that stuff that kind of elevated the last of us I, th- I still think it's, at the time, yeah, I still think it's really, really good. Uh, like it was my game of the year in 2013, and I, I, think that is reasonable for what came out at that time. I, I think the standards have raised now. I think so. I think The Last of Us Two is going to be interesting. I, I imagine a lot of people are going to love it because it's a Naughty Dog game. Like that's going to elevate everything for them by several points. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think The Last of Us is good, but I also see where you're coming from.
0: I think that like the 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 problem for me is just that narratively at the time there were still games that were doing more interesting things narratively so the fact that that people are not still talking about a lot of like the last of us is the game that has persisted when it's it's not as if like it's not as if it its narrative was necessarily groundbreaking for games it is just that they had a budget to get to, to produce it at very high levels of polish that, um, you know, I get at the time why people liked it a lot, but I think the like extreme levels of hype for the mm. last of us too. I'm kind of like, what, why it looks very pretty for sure. But this is certainly not like groundbreaking yeah. in 2020. Uh, and, It also but I also find things like the fact that it's like it feels like it's like doing a it feels like it's fridging. It feels like based on pre-release coverage, who knows, maybe it'll be totally different when it comes out. But like it's it's very much like the 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 like why why can't gay people just be happy in games ever and stuff like there's a lot of tropes that it's leaning into based on its pre-release narrative. Delivery. Oh, that's like
2: I, I have to say, this, I think
0: this is probably one of the uh, only huge, oh, big AAA games
2: that I have zero interest in playing. Like, I I don't think I'll even pick it up or or rent it. Like, I don't know. I yeah. I, I, I struggled through the first one because I enjoyed the story but hated the gameplay. And like, I don't know. They they said like this is a game that's all about like anger and revenge and i'm like mm, i don't really need that right now in my
0: life yeah, yeah well and there's so many like, games that are about that <laughs> like, i don't know did you, i'm probably did just they being play god a of war which uh, is
2: a game about like fatherhood and uh
4: like and yeah, anger like, and
0: revenge but in well, like, a different but yeah, through a like much more unique and interesting lens
4: like
2: Yeah, like the revenge is Um,
4: against the main character,
0: not vice versa. And and I think God of War is a great example of like um, a game that I think actually, you know, Alex and I talked a little bit about, like, I think maybe its story was also a little overrated, um, but it's because it is paired with such interesting and innovative gameplay mechanics and such a spectacularly realized world that is a very unique take on its source material. To me, God of war is kind of earning of a lot of that praise. Even if the story is maybe, you know, there are better yeah. works in literature and film, um, and games, <laughs> but, but, uh, well, and games, but, but I mean, from a triple a perspective, it is certainly a, a very well told too. like, I'll, I'll say this. I think the story in God of war yeah, is better than the story in the last of us personally. Um, but, uh, but um, I don't think that we talked about it. I don't think it's better necessarily than like the other games that were on our list that year. Yeah. Um, but
1: I, I still think I would like to give the last of us a shot for a show. I just dead. hope it's not going to turn into, I hope it's just not, you know, the walking dead, but the last of us, like it, it, what I had. Sorry, go for it. Sorry.
0: I would, I would like to see it be, um, I would be interested in it if it were about the collapse specifically, sure. not about not six months later, not a year later, like I want to see that shit going down because the coolest thing about The Last of Us is that the monsters are interesting. It's not so, quite just another zombie thing. So they have and announced I think that, about like, Joel and Ellie. That, that part is yeah. The Last of Us.
4: Have they announced yeah, that? that? Off, I'm not
1: interested. Wait, is that, have they actually announced that?
4: <laughs> the guy
2: <laughs> Oh, then yeah, Angela, I'm not Craig not am really the Chernobyl <laughs> no way on his Twitter, was like, we're bringing Joel and Ellie to HBO.
4: Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not as interested watch it. in that because I think that that is, he's a good is, like, uh, I don't
2: know whether you guys listen to the Watchmen podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, That accompanied the show. Yeah, he hosted that, and he seemed uh, a like bit, a genuinely yeah. nice guy. No, uh, who cares about the source material for stuff? Yeah. So
0: again, yeah, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, and if you it'll be
0: really interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people yeah. approach that, perceive yeah, like, that story outside of games. Yeah,
1: like there's definitely some. Making of Chernobyl episode or uh, mini documentaries yeah. that he hosts written. Those are that also really interesting. Too. So, like, I, I like him. Yes, there was. I actually listened to that one. But yeah, I don't know. If knowing that Joel and Ellie is in yeah. there, that's a little bit less interesting. Because
2: they're already, they're already <laughs> talking about casting. But no, it is, okay. somebody... What, oh, what what is, is interesting. Somebody. No, it was interesting that. Well, oh, it's just somebody Sorry. said um, no, no, uh, no, Nikolai Costa rolled out. You should Joel. finish your thought. Which I'm on board with personally. I love Nicolai costa waldau He was Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. No idea who that is. I can't even.
4: Haven't watched. Uh, I'll send
2: you guys a a, a picture. He's he's great. I will believe you. I will believe you. That got cancelled extremely way too early. uh, Called New Amsterdam in like 2010 (laughs) or something, and basically he plays a guy who is immortal. Uh, whose name that he goes by currently is John Amsterdam and he lives in New York and he's lived there since the days it was called new Amsterdam. And he doesn't know why he's immortal. He doesn't know all this stuff. Um, and it's, he, uh, I think he's a police detective. They made it a procedural, which is probably why it failed.
0: This sounds significantly more interesting to me a than show. watching the last of
2: Us. Play, <laughs> played this character in the show. Like, so he like lived in a bar or something, and his um, Richard Roundtree played the bartender, okay. and they were obviously very close. And then you find out at one point that he's his son, uh, and he's got, like, hundreds of children because he's, like, 300, 400 years old. Oh, uh, and he didn't wrap it up, I guess. Oh, my God. Uh, sounds so stupid. But, stu- yeah, it's a <laughs> good show. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Other ending or canceled TV shows from 2011 to 2010, 2011. Shit, Will my dad
1: Shatner, says. Oh right, with says. William Shatner. Yeah,
2: eighteen to life. This is one hundred questions. Pat's actually realized <laughs> Apparently that, that was year all my children uh, was canceled. That, that New Amsterdam exists. Also, there's a new TV show just, I'm called not New Amsterdam. They yesterday. didn't even call it anything else. It's literally just called New Amsterdam. It came out in 2018, <laughs> and it's like very popular. <laughs>
1: Sick.
0: Wow. Okay. But you know what is cool. What else is fun? What else is cool (laughs) from a from a digital pets? Yeah, from
1: a triple A game.
0: There's Tamagotchis in Call of Duty now, y'all. It's great.
1: But it's not they're not Tamagotchi, what are they?
0: They're called tamagunchi (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So stupid. I love it. Oh my inside. They so uh, one of the um, best features (laughs) of modern warfare Um, which is my real 2020 game of the year so far is the fact that you can wear a watch and you can push the T you can hold the T button down on a keyboard and then select the check watch and your character looks, holds the arm up and looks at the watch. There's different watches. Some watches track how many steps you've taken. Some watches track your level. Some watches tell you the time. There's one watch that just tells you the date and time. And it's like, it, it, the in game text for it implies that you should use it if you're married so that you don't play the video game too late, which <laughs> is very stupid and probably and kind of fucking sucks, but uh, also made me laugh. That's dumb. So, this week they came out with uh, a new watch called a Tamagunchi that oh, costs $10. Such a good name. Uh, you also get. You also get uh some charms and some emblems and stuff in the pack. So it's not just the the watch. Um you get a little dinosaur gun charm you can put on your gun. Uh I maintain that Call of Duty Modern Warfare is one of the cutest military shooters of all time because <laughs> you can make some pretty fucking cute guns. Uh <laughs> uh but okay. with the, the tall gunchies you equip the watch and you start playing, and then eventually your it hatches, and then it can get uh what is it? It's, it's hungry. Um, I got to pull up does it beep
1: at you or something? Like, does it call attention to the, that you have it on when you're playing the game or something?
0: Yes. And no, um, it, it doesn't beep at you, but it does have, when you look at it, it has little like icons on the right. Sure. And like when you aim a pistol, for example, you can see what's going on on it. Uh So you don't have to use the emote button. Um, And uh, it gets these four different states. So it's like, I think it's hungry, dirty, tired, and something else sick. Same. Um, And uh, so it's tied to like, when it gets hungry, you have to feed it by getting kills. (laughs) When it gets dirty, you have to clean it by capturing objectives. Um, (laughs) When it gets tired, you have to get kill streaks, I think. Um, and then uh, the last one is tied to like I can't even remember now, like a cyst or something. It's I'm having that's, a really hard time that's Really interesting. The, uh, the uh the the call the blog post about it. Um, but it's it's it what happened? Like it'll level up, um, over time, mm-hmm. and then uh, it like it, it 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 evolves. Um, and because it's Call of Duty, and not. A, like child's game, it can fucking die if you don't feed it the things it needs when it starts giving you the warnings <laughs> that it needs them. So you could just be bad at Call of Duty and then your Tamagunchie dies. That's so sad. Really funny, but terrible.
1: That's, <laughs> uh, that's a really good addition. Yeah. I'm glad that they're, they're going weird with that stuff.
0: I am too, especially because like the original concern that a lot of people like myself had was, um you know this game is maybe uh taking things a little too far um and maybe like not maybe they need to 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 tone back some of this realism cuz like people really fight in war and it's terrible instead they've just gone the opposite direction and like it's just wild bullshit you can buy an anime pack that makes your guns have like anime girls on them uh not even like waifu big boobed anime girls like cute like very 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 tame like Ooh. fully clothed anime girls uh it's 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 <laughs> alex <laughs> it's super good
1: sorry <laughs> that's interesting i'm never though.
0: gonna find that blog post but it's yes fine. It's, it's, it's it's a,
1: it's a dumb edition, which is great uh yeah yeah, Modern Warfare is a good game.
0: Yeah, I, I dig it. Um, still has the best uh, skill based matchmaking that I've seen in a game too. Yeah, like, I still I, I, I consistently have fun every time I log in. I don't ever log in and go like, that's not true. I had one session that I mentioned in our chat like last week oh, It was because right. I was playing with a friend, and I think he's got a higher uh, MMR than me. Right. So I think that was kind of fucking me over. Yeah. But, uh. It's a very good game.
1: And what else was pretty and good back when it came out?
0: Amnesia. Amnesia. Is that where we're going yeah. next? Yeah. Amnesia was pretty good when it came out. Yeah.
1: Uh, well,
0: it was, it was spooky. I don't know if it was that
1: good. Like the water area was definitely like interesting and mechanically cool, but like,
0: What's? F- I actually think that why wa- I, so at the time I'm better with them now. I, w- I should, I should replay Amnesia and see how bad it is for me. Um, at the time when Amnesia came out, I could not play it. Um, <laughs> I played it. Um, most of that game one night, a friend came over and brought his PC over and we set our PCs up on my dining room table. And my girlfriend at the time thought we look, we were complete idiots. Uh, Cause we lived together. So she was there the whole time. And um, we bought a bottle of whiskey and split it so that I could play amnesia because I was fucking terrified of that game. Um, and uh, like, I don't know if that particular experience desensitized me or what. Now I'm more okay with with scary games. They still freak me out, but I can get through them. Uh, at the time, though, I remember everyone was flipping out about the water sequence mm-hmm. and like how scary it was. And when I got to that point in the game, I didn't think it was that scary at all. It was just like, oh, it's cool. Don't get me like mechanically, it's good. Yeah, it's interesting. But it's it's like splish splash splish splash. You died. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> see anything. There's nothing there to like. Actually, scare you. It's so I don't know. That part didn't frighten me that much. Either way, they the released monsters you can see. Yeah. Those were scary. Yeah.
1: They did release a little ARG video the day before they announced it that Pat, you had sent. It was the little uh, handy cam video of people being in a cave and speaking French and being like, what the fuck? Why is this plant here? Uh, yeah. It, it was a pretty short video. It was good. It, and it was coming from Frictional. So you knew it was some kind of game tease. And then I think you and I, well, it was in the group chat. We said, Oh, wonder if it's another amnesia game or if they're just making something totally new. And then the next and day
0: <laughs> amnesia rebirth. My, <laughs> my assumption, um, is that while it is a, it is an amnesia game and it'll tie into the lore of that first game is that it's probably not as far removed as you might initially think. Um, or, or I, it is more far removed, sorry, than what you would initially think. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet that it will be it'll probably stand on its own. Uh, yeah, fairly well. Um Like looking at the trailer, it's definitely aesthetically not the same as Amnesia. Amnesia was very like Lovecraftian and Gothic castle. Yep. Uh Whereas this looks much more like um wildernessy, still Eldritchy. But yeah, like there's like, you know, ancient cities and stuff like that in this one. So I think it's going to be a little aesthetically. It'll still be pretty distinct. What I'm hoping is that they carry the really, really good narrative design that, that Soma had. And they, they, they cram that into this new game. Cause Soma is a really cool game from a story perspective It is uh, that people should play.
1: If this is like Soma meets Amnesia meets Penumbra, I'm definitely, definitely in for that. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um So, yeah, that's that's it would be interesting if uh if if the if they ever tied those universes together. Yeah. The Amnesia and Selma. Sam, are
1: you going to get this for a little Todd Howard?
0: No. you're well, muted, but he he muted, shook his head. Sam he shook like, his Sam head. doesn't no. like Sam doesn't like spooky <laughs> games <laughs> Yeah, you can play. You can play Soma on the safe mode where you can't die. Yeah, but yeah. It, I'm, you can always do I'm that. Safe. It's still spooky, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, not a, your 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 pulse is not safe. Yeah,
1: it's like the Doom multiplayer. But yeah,
0: that's. Wouldn't it be interesting if this game? Because there there was that patent filed that Sony might put like vitality sensing cool. stuff in the PS4 controller, yeah, right? Pick up your a sweat
1: PS5. or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, PS5 controller. It would be interesting if Amnesia Rebirth was one of the first like first games to like take advantage of that. That would be
1: like, awesome concept. I, like I love those games that like um your Eternal Darknesses and stuff that which would kind of mold themselves based on what you were reacting to. Yeah, like if they went back you know into that kind of, of thing, that would be super on cool. On the show,
2: the yeah. back button attachment for the PS4. Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah I right. one, you did pick one um, of those up, and it's really cool. The buttons are really nice and clicky. Um they kind of feel like switch face buttons almost. Um, so the thing I would say is I don't, mm. you know, I'm not using it to play a competitive shooter. I'm using it so that I can play a JRPG one-handed while holding a baby. Uh, and it's be <laughs> yeah, really, really useful for that. Um, yeah. What is, the Trails has got cool this though. really cool thing where the, oh. you don't, I don't feel the need to use the right stick to control the camera. Um, The camera dynamically follows you really well. Um, Hmm. So I've been able to play a lot of that with it one-handed while holding a baby or eating food or anything else.
0: Yeah, you know. Masturbating. Keeping it tight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, I wonder if the back button attachment works if you plug the controller into a PC. I wonder if it's a readable input it connects via the well, how does
1: it how do, yeah like, like how is it connecting the to the controller. the
2: controller uh and it connects to that mm. yeah it connects is through the, like data port thing at the bottom that have oh, yeah. have used um yeah and yeah. uh uh yeah and it's got it's got like an oled screen on the back oh, which is crazy worrying, but
1: yeah i see what you're saying
2: yeah the back of it the back? screen that you use to select what <laughs> the buttons do is um, an OLED screen, and you, yeah, you it's literally a, never it's even. Very weird. It. I, don't I don't know why they did that. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, I will try. Yeah. That's why I was like back. <laughs> no,
2: it, and that, it's it not like that expensive, quid, right? Fifteen like, 20 quid.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I guess put an OLED screen on it, but it seems like... I, I expect that weird, that'll probably be the weird. standard for the PS5. They'll be
2: like, oh, it's got an OLED screen on the back. We can charge fucking 80 pounds for this
4: controller now. Or,
0: or... Or? What I think if, would be cool is if it had an OLED screen on the front, and yeah. somehow they get around needing that by. This is how they make the PS4 controller forward compatible: is that the screen's there? You have to turn it around to see it. What but would be good is if the PS5 controller, instead there, of having like um, a
2: built-in OLED screen, had like a portable, like a visual memory unit sort of thing, which had yeah, had a screen on it
0: that you could plug into the bottom. Yeah, you could save your games on it, and, you, and could save, you could also you could take like, your Tamagotchi on games. the road.
2: Uh, I feel like there was like a Shenmue full JRPG on it. Yeah which is very weird. The actual VMU, which is the joke that I was making. Sorry for people who yeah. aren't old who are listening to this podcast.
4: Yeah.
1: Dreamcast, what's people, everyone, like?
0: Look, I can't live in a world where, where the kids don't know what a VMU is. Bruh, I they need to pretend that's, are. <laughs> that that isn't real.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah, more recent. The are
0: more recent than yeah, I feel discs. like
2: I was using more like a zip VMU and a floppy disk at the same time. <laughs> Your I computer mean, was very CDs old. These were available, but I was using floppy to transfer uh, files until I was eighteen, and I had a VM. I had a Dreamcast before I turned eighteen, so I was using them both at the same time. Definitely.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I think it would be neat if the touchpad on the PS5 were a touch screen, um, and you could do things like look down at your Call of Duty watch on your controller. Uh I think people and other things. I think that's
1: the thing people were even saying before the PS4 launched is like, what if this had a screen in it? So maybe if they finally do that, they'll be good, but also god battery life on that thing's gonna suck, but
0: I mean, yeah, but I don't know if that matters that much. Uh and maybe it's the kind of thing where you could turn the screen off, you know, like sure. and but it would be it would be it would actually be super cool if like the controller had a little processing unit and you could play certain things on the controller, like sort of in line with the VMU concept. If you could take your controller with you and like play like little condensed game related things while you're away from, like what if play in Trails of game. Cold Steel you could um, direct. So classes or play the card game or something like that, and it when, when you reconnected to the game when you get home it goes oh you played the card game you if, get experience points if, or something or like, what, that could be fun. what
1: if you brought it with you and had it in your backpack and then you pass, pass by someone in the street yeah one could call so it a street, a street pass idea. and <laughs> exactly. you could play these yeah you could play these little mini games uh, with those people that you if passed or something you, you know we're playing
2: Destiny and you picked up your weekly quest. Using what the,
4: the OLED touchpad.
0: Well, the only dif- difficulty there is, although I suppose if with Remote Play, if you could stream it, I'm thinking like you wouldn't be able to cram a PS4 into a controller. No. But if you could stream it, that's, yeah, that's a that would be consideration.
1: Brilliant. So is it, sure. is it the same yeah, size as, the as a DualShock the 4? Screen. Like, I think that's that. But that, that's yeah, such a tiny like, screen, though.
0: You're totally. It like, is, but
1: I don't think you want it. I don't think you it. bill it as it's like a like switch.
0: You you go through menus on it. Not real gameplay. Yeah. Okay. I and know. I think um, <laughs> it could be a cool way to the, the marketer in me, like the marketing angle to me too is like your controller is your, like that's your controller and that's also how we sell it to you for $120. Oh. But it's your controller and that's... you load your profile onto it and then I go, I come over to your house and using the menu on the the visual touchscreen, I can say like, okay, there's a PS4 here, like connect to it. And, uh, that way I can carry my profile around and connect and disconnect my controller without like this, the sort of hassle that that is on PS4 right now. Um, and you, you center like the, the, the personality of the system around the controller and then the 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 system itself is like just the box that you use to kind of unlock that. Um, I think that's an interesting marketing angle that could be fun for people well, if, but if, if they do. I don't if, think they'll if, actually do if, any of this. If, to be clear, I'm just I'm just musing about if, what I would do. If they did
1: that, I think they'd have to change the name from the PS5 to the PS4U. And then oh, you
0: can play games, but
2: only great. when you're in like within 20 feet ish of the PS4. Um, No, I would totally, I could see them putting out a PS4 controller that has like a screen in it. Basically, I could see them putting out a Vita that is purely used for remote play in PS now. That would be weird as hell, but I'd be on board.
0: Yeah, I think the only reason I would, I don't think that it's impossible. I do think like that's kind of what remote play on phones is for. uh, And you can now connect your ps4 controller to like any kind of phone so um that's the only reason why i think that it would be more likely that you would see it as like a as a new feature that's not accessible from phones but at the same time all of this is sounds cool but there's no reason to put a control a phone a screen on the controller really when you think about it because you can just have a companion app for phones and everybody has that sitting next to them all the time anyway so yeah i I mean, they do, but my, my kid won't have. Yes, a phone. they do. <laughs> Borrow my iPad. Well, your kid will. I mean, I'm not saying you're doing it. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. You already know a billion times more about parenting than I do. But from what I have heard from other friends of, of who are parents, if your kid does not have a phone by the time they're like 13
2: 12 years old, they're getting made fun of
0: for not having phone, 13's which is That's insane when you can use and a stupid. I got I first phone when I was 16 and I only got one because I had a car and my mom didn't want me to drive around without being able to call uh, me. <laughs> I got one when I was like, yeah, it was a flip phone. I want to say 11. And it
2: was like, turn this on to call home in an emergency. Hmm. And it was a brick with uh, two lines of text visible on the screen.
3: Hell yeah. Huh?
2: It was a Motorola. It was, but it was no, it was candy bar shape. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. It was like pre-modern,
4: pre-that era of mobile phone design.
1: Yeah. I I don't think that controller thing is going to happen, but it's a fun thought. It's it's fun to talk (laughs) about, though. We have one last Uh, news story that I put in here as a joke, but I don't think anyone cares
2: about this. Everyone who's going to play that game has played that game. (laughs) Let's not identify
0: it and just carry on. Oh, damn. Yeah. It says control update. <laughs> control update will improve map and the foundation DLC early 2020. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, it was good. I don't care about the map and control. It was fine. Um, it was fine. I think the spaces within it, the art design and stuff is what makes it really cool. The map itself. Like I, are we, are we talking about like yeah. the functionality of the pause screen map? Correct. It was cool because it was. Oh well, like that thing sucked. Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're talking about. It took a while to load. It. Oh my! It was. It never I loaded, never loaded had for had me in screen. a lot of cases. Like it would. I would. At one time, I just. One time, I opened the map and I let it sit there, and I went and made a sandwich and ate it, and <laughs> it still hadn't loaded. So, because I wanted to see <laughs> if it was like a bug or if it was just taking PC, a long time to right. load. So that map fucking sucked. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I was playing it on an Xbox. This is basically X, a PC. The most powerful console ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, being, I'm trying to be funny. I'm not succeeding. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. No, I know you are being funny. I, that, that was that was genuine laughter, not annoyed laughter. Um, but yeah, I don't care about them updating the map for control at this point. Who fucking cares? Uh, that game is good. It, it, and, and we have mixed opinions on this podcast. I understand. Um, but sorry, you know, I was busy. DLC sounds
1: I was busy playing Murder by DLC. Numbers. What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> we weren't talking about anything. Okay. Cool. That's the, Anyways, end of the, that's it. <laughs> the three man. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I guess that's the end of the show, isn't that's, it?
1: That's all video games yeah, for the, for the next 20
0: years. I guess stock, I would be interested just quick before we go. We don't have to have a discussion about it because we're running long enough. But um would what what are the next say four games that everyone is excited yeah. about
1: that's a big number given this
0: year um I know that's why I wanted to go a little bit bigger than didn't just want to say two
1: um cyberpunk is interesting um
0: let's I, put it this way games that you are planning on picking up at this point
1: I mean I am I'm still planning on picking up Cyberpunk and Animal Doom.
0: Crossing
1: uh, <laughs> Necro Barista if it ever comes out because it was supposed to come out mid last year uh, I, I, know, I it's have not
2: that three much in March to. and April Animal Crossing uh, 7 Remake and uh, Trails 4 that's uh, three sorry Trails 3 for Switch
1: I'll be I'm going to add Resident Evil. Cyberpunk is
2: obviously on my radar but like Watch Dogs 2, 3 sorry, is Watch Dogs 3 as well, are, not Watch Dogs 2. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> are,
1: are you going to are you excited for yeah, Marvel's Avengers?
0: As excited as I'm excited for it. I'm I'm very excited for it. It's going to be bad, but I'm excited. I like
1: that that tepid, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Every year I need one of those that's actually bad that I can tell myself is good, play it for 20 hours, I, and then give up, yeah. and then not talk about it. Anymore. I like so that. That's going to be I my like game Marvel. for that this year. Yeah. I think I'm How about you? on board. but conceptually I'm very on board. I just think it looks like trash from what we've seen so far. Yeah.
1: Maybe it, maybe Uh, it'll, maybe it'll surprise us, but how about, how about for you, Pat? What are four games that you're interested in? So
0: cyberpunk, obviously Marvel, I would list, um, I would say, uh, iron harvest probably, which is not one that's on a lot of people's radar, but it's like a, it's based on, um, I forget the artist's name, but it's the same artist who did art for Scythe. Uh, it's officially part of like that universe, the Scythe universe. um, so it's like World War 1 but with really cool like vaguely steampunky but not in an annoying way max um real time strategy game. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, Avengers, Cyberpunk, those are all out in September. So about uh oh sorry. You still have one more right? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm very lukewarm on the fence about. Like I it's possible that I'll end up playing um Animal Crossing, it's possible that I'll end up playing uh, the Final Fantasy remake, but I'm just not sure yet. So
1: yeah. I, I can I, I kind of have I, to see. I can think of one that you might be missing that comes out in just like four days.
0: Oh, Ori. Oh, oh Ori, of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm very, very excited. <laughs> but it's so hard to think about because I don't have to buy those games because it's on Game Pass. But uh, yeah, Ori is definitely... Um, it's one of those, like, I, I don't like to do this because I don't like to make assumptions about games before they come out. But I suspect that Ori will probably land quite high on my on my year-end list based on what I've seen so far and based on the first game. Yeah, the
1: first game is so good.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't talk about it on the show, but I played that last weekend in two sittings and immediately got mad because I was like, this is clearly one of the best games of the decade. And, like, no list talked about it. And that's fucking crazy to me because it is extremely good yeah
1: anyways 2020 is a weird year <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> for a lot of reasons can't say that I'm disappointed that I'll have a lot of time to play uh, stuff that I have been sitting on Yeah. Uh, so many backlog games to play uh, Ghost of Tsushima anymore? I'll see what it looks like closer to the time I, I don't know I don't really know what it that's is that's kind of where I'm at with it too uh, if it's if it is a oh yeah, I'll, I'll play Yakuza Seven. 7. If it's, <laughs> yeah, Yakuza Seven is interesting. Yeah, but I want to play the other games still. So like, there's so much Yakuza to play that it's great that series is still trucking. Ghost of Tsushima is an interesting one because that's one that I think if it is if it's like kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of its structure, mm. but a samurai game, I am all the way in for that. <sighs> or like a Witcher kind of thing with samurai game if it is just an a, even if it's very good and it's just kind of an action game with a vague open world, but it's more about narrative and going from place to place, uh, that's less exciting to me. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm sure it will be very exciting to someone. Uh, so I don't mean to suggest that it's not worth being excited for, but in a, I'm in a place this year where I want crunchy mechanical stuff that is more like, um, that has a lot of numbers attached to it. Yeah, this uh, kind of looks like an Assassin's Creed, which is a like part of why oh, I'm, I'm excited for that. the games that I'm excited for. That's mm. that's kind of what I would want it to be personally. Um, not even if it's super; it doesn't need to have loot and stuff, but just like character progression and a bunch of icons on a map for me to go and and do something at that are at least vaguely interesting. Um, so I'm hoping that's what it is, but I don't know what it is at this point. It could be a linear action game. Who knows?
1: It's, it's actually secretly just Crossfire X. But <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways. I like the art. It looks pretty.
1: Yeah.
0: Agreed. Cool. Where uh, can people find you,
1: no, Sam? No.
2: <laughs> uh, Where can you know, people around. find you? Um, <laughs> my my yeah. Twitter is on our Twitter. Follow Gaming Fix on Twitter. We're at FixPodcasts. And if you want to follow yeah, me, follow me. That. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. if you have got this many episodes in, we're probably already friends.
4: We're probably <laughs> You're friends not following or Sam. enemies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not I think that's mutually exclusive.
0: Where can we find you, Alex?
4: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Probably not on oh, Taco Bell. Nice. I've never been to Taco Bell.
0: I like Taco Bell. Mm. Mm. We have
4: a couple in England now. <laughs> yeah yeah we have Look like across the entire UK. country we Fiona and I drove four
2: hours to our local Taco Bell so <laughs> it was like two it was like three hours a uh, two Worth. hours drive so it was four hours there and back we drove down there and it was like it's by the seaside so we like had Jesus. a nice walk along the seafront and like browsed some shops we'd never been into before and like had Taco Bell twice <laughs>
1: Taco Bell. okay so was the purpose yes. of the journey to go to Taco Bell or was that just the happened to be it? The the journey it? was
2: wow. to go for okay. a day trip and I was like, well, I want cool. Taco Bell. <laughs> I've never had it, let's go. And we went for lunch and oh. then I was like, we're having this for uh, dinner, right? And she was like, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> Where can people find you, Pat? Sick. How about you, Pat? I love Taco Bell. Yeah. You you can't find me at taco Bell right now because I live in a the middle of a covid nineteen outbreak um <laughs> grand z- so, grand zero yeah uh meeting at home when i can um but uh you can find me on the internet at p j c plays um where there's it's mostly politics stuff right now so maybe don't follow me if you want to mostly hear about video games Come, follow what? me in about Nine months, and then your Twitter <laughs> baby you, will have been
2: mostly want video games into a presidency.
0: Exactly, yeah. My Twitter. hopefully my Twitter baby will be your, a presidency. Your, the presidency that I want to
1: see. Your Twitter yes. BB will give you a thumbs up.
0: seventy-year,
4: seventy-plus, a seventy-year-old so, yeah. white man, man will be the president. We'll see.
0: Uh, 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 they're un- kind of unfortunately. It is almost assured that a seven, a, a white man in their seventies, will be the president. Yeah. Uh, come November, one of them I happen to like a great deal, so I will be okay
1: w- with one of them. What if out of nowhere it just they just fucking elect the rock? If he run
0: as an independent, he'd probably win. Um. Well, I would take <laughs> he the he rock over two of the people running. <laughs> if he run as an independent, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think so. Uh. No. Eh, I don't think so. He's the most popular uh, man in America. But uh, I'll tell you what, depending on how this Democratic primary goes, I might be hoping for Rock to run as an independent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Bye, everyone. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you all. <laughs> Bye. Bye.